Feature three, maybe four females. Uh, yes, welcome yes. to the podcast featuring the Smith Girls. Woo! <laughs> yes, I welcome myself. Yes, Pastor Rodney, your uh, your voice sounds different. Yeah, uh, yes, this is I, Pastor Rodney. <laughs> <laughs> this is me, Jacob. Hey guys! Wow, you know what Jacob says. Wow. <laughs> okay, so if you didn't guess it already, here we are. Um, so today, to be honest, my favorite episode has been um, with the boys. We had them on, and so they set the bar high, ladies. They Uh-oh. did. They were they were awesome. They did a great job. And then um, probably with Mike Buffelli uh, on, just his personal testimony was extremely powerful. But this one, I have no doubt is going to absolutely be awesome because in the room around the table, of course, we have Jacob Miller. Is uh, He's over here directing stuff. Yay. And because we're Yay. sort of down a, a headphone right now or in a microphone, um, he is directing because we have four others around the table. And you guessed it who they are. They are Rayleigh, Rihanna, Raya, and... My special bride, the beautiful, the one, the only, the Raina Smith. Yeah! Who, if it weren't for her, we would not be sitting at this table. <laughs> that Very is so true. true. Right? Yes. Actually, this podcast is um, uh, almost 29 years in the making, meaning when you and I were um, dating Raina and then engaged and then, of course, praying and then had our first little one, our second little one, our third little one. And so this one is an absolute treasure uh, for me. And so the boys, the boys crushed it, right? But from a boy's perspective, of what were their thoughts of being a godly man, and what were their thoughts now of what it's going to take to be a godly man? So in this episode entitled "An American Girl Dad," you, you guys know. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, I get it. That's cute. Yeah, yeah. Tell them why. Maybe they don't know why. Why I called it the "An American Girl Dad." Well, when we were growing up, American girls were a huge part of how we would play together and interact together. We each had one. We each had one and even a couple of them. Uh, Mine was Kaylee because I wanted it to rhyme with Rayleigh. Oh, how funny. Yeah. And so she looked like me. You had one that looked like you. I had one that looked like me, except not at all. And it looked like Raya. (laughs) And then I ended up giving it to Raya because it looked nothing like me. Oh, how funny. And I got another one. Oh, now that's (laughs) funny. I forgot about that. I picked it out and mom and dad were like, that's nice. And it looked nothing (laughs) like me. It was a just like you. They made the investment in something that mattered. Raya, yours looked just like you. They did. Yeah. I chose them, and I loved them. I, I remember going to the store in California, the store in Dallas, the store. I remember on Saturdays, um, we would build sets for them. We built a yeah. TP from Home Depot. We a built triple a, bunk bed. A triple bunk bed. So I yeah. think the only store, but well, I don't know how many there are now, but we've been to the Atlanta store, the Dallas store, Chicago, Chicago. Chicago store, the Dang. L.A. store. Um, was there one in San Diego or is it just LA? Yeah, it was LA. And I know there's one in Miami. We have mm-hmm. not been to that. And I think there was one in the Mall of America in Minnesota. Probably. I don't know. It's, it's been a while, right? Dang. It's been a few minutes since you guys were 
um, that age. But I always said, so those of you guys listening, um, I always said I loved, I loved being an American Girl dad. Yeah. I absolutely loved going to that store. I, I loved it, right? It and was I so loved cool. it was so cool. I mean, th- there was a hospital there, yeah. there was a beauty parlor there. <laughs> That's okay. So um, you know, we actually had uh, lunch there, right, yeah. for uh, birthdays. It was phenomenal. But I always said, like, why are why did they not make a shirt that said, I'm an American girl dad? True. You were the right? major investor. Right. <laughs> you know, dads were the investors of that. But so here's what we want to talk about in, the, in this episode. So you, you heard from a boy's perspective of what what were their thoughts of a man? Who was their major influence? And Jordan just nailed it. He said, like, media and my own father. John's point was spot on. Like, I really didn't have anybody there to like coach me to just go ask for extra packets of mustard at the countertop. And just that small thing honestly blew me away. Like I can still remember him making that statement. That was phenomenal. So here's what we want to talk about in this one. And it's all about you girls, right? Here's what we want to talk about. Two questions. Um, What does a girl need from a dad? So at Front Sight, we're all about making men that are faithful, fearless, and focused right? Those three things. And we're trying to take back biblical manhood. Here's a Mm -hmm. statement that I make all the time, that biblical manhood is under attack. Biblical manhood has gone underground. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it's because men necessarily want it to. I just don't, I think they just don't know how to like bring it out in the forefront. So we're trying to coach dads to how to be godly men, how to be godly husbands, how to be godly fathers. So that's the first question, all right? So you're talking to dads right now. And many of them have daughters, and they they ask me these questions like, well, "What do I do now? Now that I have a daughter, like, what does that look like?" So you talk to us, right? You, you guys take turns, raise your hands, just jump in, start talking. When you think of right, thinking back now at your age, because here's the beautiful thing about where you guys are, Rayleigh. Obviously, if a lot of people know this, but if they don't, you know, Rayleigh's been married a little over a year. Um, they have a goodness. He'll be what ten weeks? Ten yeah. weeks um, next week? Yeah. Well, in like three days, yeah, ten week old little boy, um, Benjamin, right? And so, goodness gracious, Rihanna engaged, getting Ooh. married. When, 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 when? June of next year. June oh, yes. bride, going to be an absolutely that. beautiful bride as well. And Raya is dating, of course, Jordan. And Ooh. how long have you guys been dating? Eight months. Eight. Oh. Y'all have done a lot in eight months. That is very true. Mom and I learned where to go to the cool spots because of you guys, right? So here's my point. The beautiful stages where you guys are married, engaged, dating. Um, You can now look back and answer two powerful questions. And I want you you to answer these questions. Number one, um, what does a girl need from a dad? So go. You guys tell me. All right. Who wants to go first? I'll go first because the first thing that uh, popped into my mind when you asked us this. Oh, yeah. Hello. Um, Is that... If safety is not yes. being met, yeah. none of the other needs will be met, mm. and then no nothing outside of the baseline needs can grow. Wow. If you aren't feeling safe and secure by your father and your physical needs, both with like food and shelter, um, or having cl- the right clothing that actually fits you or yeah. makes you feel taken care of, but also your emotional needs and your spiritual needs, one... A father is a figure of of 
God to us. So if I don't even know as a child that Christ is supposed to be my father figure and I've never felt safe around my own father, it's going to be really hard for me to feel safe and taken care of spiritually, mentally, and physically by God if I wasn't even taken care of in that way by someone here on earth. So I feel like Mm. if safety is not met in the beginning, then you can't grow in any other things. Like I won't feel safe to grow in, in a profession or in a like sport maybe, or Mm -hmm. dance or acting or whatever I want to do or academics. Yeah. I won't feel like I can't, like I'm busy taking care of my own needs, which a kid should never have to do. Mm. So then I'm not even free to try and explore the things that a kid's meant to explore. So I feel like one major thing is safety. And, and another point is my last point that came to mind is a father sets the example of how a boyfriend should treat a girl and Mm. a fiance should treat a girl and a husband should treat a girl. And if I'm used to not feeling safe, safe by my Mm. own father, Mm. it's going to be, wow. It's not even going to be a question for me if the relationship's healthy or unhealthy, because it seems normal to feel in an unhealthy relationship where I don't feel safe with a male that I'm dating or married to, that's going to be like all I know. I will know that there's a marked difference between a safety of a father and and a partner who is not safe because I know that. But if I don't have that as an example, I won't have the the experiential knowledge to know that that's not right. And that's not how God intended me to live. Okay. I would would say like going off of that, because that I think is was my biggest one as well. But it's like safety in the sense of almost security. Mm. Like I am secure enough to take a risk. But mm-hmm. I'm also like comforted enough and confident enough that when I fall, my dad's going to take care of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I think that that feeling of safety, at least when it goes into a relationship, is something like um, emotional volatility. So like, for instance, if I do mess up on something or maybe I do something wrong, is my partner, is my spouse going to be upset? Am I safe to go back to them whenever I didn't do something that maybe they anticipated that I would do? Wow. And so that is like even just the emotional temperature of the relationship or the house, that's considered safety where it's like, okay, I know that you are going to encourage me. You are going to push me. You're going to tell me that it's okay that I take this risk and do something that I probably otherwise never would have unless you told me I could do it. And then let's say you take the risk and maybe things don't go as anticipated. What would happen if I go back to you? Are you going to be a safe person for me to say, Hey, Mm. Like this didn't go as well. And it's like, you know what? It didn't go as well. And this is why it's okay. Wow. Yeah. It gives yeah. you, the, it's a, it's a cycle of mm-hmm. you can take the risk and you can learn from the risk again and again. And you don't have to sit in this zone of, am I going to be okay? Because dad is there in order to let you know mm. what to anticipate from reality. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I saw this, this is just so quick. And then I'll let Raya talk. I saw <laughs> this one quote just recently that in a practical sense, showcased a very spiritual concept of there's two different types of fathers. Like let's say a child gets into a car accident and they're old enough to drive, obviously. They either can have one of two responses to their fathers. Oh no, I have to tell my dad. Mm. Or I just got in a car accident. I have to call my dad. Oh wow. Like it's either I'm scared, like I messed up something I couldn't control, but it's an accident. I know I took some part of it. Am I either going to be fearful to come to my father because of a lack of emotional security, or am I going to know that the first place I can go is my father or later on my spouse because I can be safe with them even in the mess ups of life? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Honestly, my first thought whenever I asked that question was like, 
protectiveness and, and protection. And I mean, all that protection is is kind of an outward protection projection of like inward safety. Mm-hmm. So it's assuring that your surroundings are safe. But then as I was thinking of that, I was like, well, gosh, that's kind of what what I look for personally, you know, and I was thinking and I was like, I guess what every person needs from a father is very subjective. And that kind of led me to the conclusion that what your what your daughter needs is is to be figured out and what they mm. need is to figure out what they need. Like just the fact of even looking for what they need in the first place from you is enough effort to be like you are worth getting to know oh, that's a huge and you're one. worth yeah, responding good. to, you know, because I was like, what I need might not be what a girl down the street needs from her father or someone else because everyone's in different situations, but kind of what they need is to be is to be almost needed in a way or figured out in a way. Yeah. And so I so would So that's just, universal more you say, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, universal yeah. Of, of what you what your daughter might need from you as a father is just Yeah, and I, I would agree that, that safety is and by the way, there there's no script on this at all. Like um all the other podcasts so far, there was somewhat of a script that I wrote out, followed and kind of emailed out, but there's nothing. This is just, just, it's you girls up here um, sharing Improv. your heart. Improv, right? Yeah. Um, but I love that. Uh, I mean, there's some level of I know what, you know, what you're going to say and, and so forth, because obviously, I mean, I'm your dad and we've been, um, and I know that, but it's it's good to hear. So, yeah, I think that's universal. Um, I think protection is, is universal. But let, let's say, right, like Rayleigh, you're married. And what is it that you're looking um, what is it that you're now looking for or from Jacob, right? What is it? And Rihanna, you're engaged. I mean, all three of you, right? Just different levels. Raya, um, what is it that you saw from a father? Like, what could you tell girls? Um, again, just add to that. Like, what is what is a, a girl's need? And, and go through the ages and stages of life. Um, like, to Raya's point, get to know me. Um, so I can know myself kind of a thing. That was a great point. But yeah, just continue to add to that, right? Okay. So I'm thinking like overall, the thing that has been the most consistent over the years for me in dating and even just in getting to know friends and even just knowing like what guys I could hang around is that they're the same person wherever they go. Wow. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think it echoes a greater sense of stability um, and direction, just clarity. Um, they're not going back and forth um, in any way. Like they're strong in their values. They're strong yeah. in their responses. They're consistent in their emotional responses. That consistency, it echoes security in a way, but right. in a different way of just saying, you know what, no matter what the situation is, no matter what the environment is, no matter what season of life we're in, whether we're dating, engaged, married, lost a job, found a job, had a mm. kid, lost a kid, whatever it might be, I know this is who you are. And I know that even as my emotions are going up and down and as as I'm processing different information, I know I can come to you and we can brainstorm together and you are going to end up giving that direction and that decision Mm. because it started off in a simple way when Jacob and I first started dating, but we could never decide where to eat Mm. ever. Like we can never decide where to eat, (laughs) but we came up with a good method where I narrow down the options and then he makes the final call. And it's because I know he's going to be the most consistent in the values and the priorities that we share together, even in this something as simple as what restaurant do we go to? Yeah, that's good. But like that just echoes in a lot of other areas of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember being really young. I mean, I'm not that much younger than you, Rayleigh. So that's so subjective. Hey-o. But um, whenever I was younger and you and Jacob first started getting to know each other, you've been together, what, like 8 million years? Yeah. So <laughs> it was just a little while ago. Um I remember when the boys that were, I was around in church or in school, 
they were one way in class and they were funny and then they were another way with just their friends. They were another way around girls or talking about girls and then they were another way with their parents. And Jacob, when I saw him at school, because we all went to school together, he was the same Jacob. Jacob, when I saw him at church, we literally drug him to our church and he knew no one. And he wasn't even like a different person or trying to like adapt. He was the same Jacob that he was at school. And then when he came over and started to hang out with us, he was the same Jacob. So I think that is like something that girls should look for, but also dads should look for to teach their girls that that's what guys should be. Um, because some people start dating or they get married and this hard things happen. And I feel like I hear the statement a lot come from people of like, I didn't know you were like this. I didn't know you had this like mm-hmm. anger management problem or you had this t- type of like addiction to TV or food or yeah, whatever. Like I didn't know because they were different around you in your dating situation or in your friend or work or whatever. And you didn't get to know them as their consistent self, but you can't take all that credit because they were not displaying their consistent self around you. So having men, fathers teach their daughters what to look out for and having Mm -hmm. fathers teach their sons what to be Mm. is to teach them Mm -hmm. consistency by maybe showing that, hey, I see that you're this way at school, but this way with us, like, Maybe we can find a way to get you to be like a little bit more comfortable here or there, just sharing with them lessons of how to establish that in practical ways. Um, Cause I feel like Jacob didn't do that consciously. He just was that yeah. um, because he True. was never really yeah. taught that, but you can't, if you have the opportunity as a father to encourage them, yeah. why not encourage them to that end? Yeah. 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 Cool. Um, Gosh, I just think about the dating process and I think about one of the main things you notice that's kind of off. And one of the first things that I always noticed was off was when a guy didn't actively pursue like or invest in your interest. And I think about it now and I'm like, my goodness, like what if you go down the road with a guy that never pursued you? What are you going to do when you're married and he doesn't pursue providing for you and your family? What if he doesn't pursue your calling or or his calling or your your mutual calling as a family. So I think that's something that's important to pay attention to in the beginning and important to emphasize of like, you need to work to invest in the things that are important to you. Because I feel like we have this mentality now that's like, man, the good things will just kind of come around and you'll rock with it and you'll, you know? And so mm-hmm. I think that's something important to teach is like, pursue the things that you're interested in and that you love because pursuing them is protecting them. Like you driving forever to get mom Facebook marketplace stuff. Like that's pursuing her interest and protecting her interest. And that's something that um, has gone from dating to marriage that I think is really important. You know, what's funny. We were talking about that the other day um, about me and Raina doing the Facebook marketplace thing. We literally were doing that like day one. And I loved (laughs) it. Like that part. Now, yes, are there times when mom's like, I found a really good deal. It's only two and a half hours away. And I'm like, oh, my God. It's $25. <laughs> no so way, yeah, right, you right. You drive all the way just for that. But we literally were like going to Harris Antiques. That's in Texas and just doing that um, uh, constantly. All right. So real quick, before we get to, to, to the second part of the question, try to think right now. All right. Through the, through the stages and ages, if a dad sat down with you and said, I have no idea how to raise daughters, think through like our time together, obviously, but think through what, what are things dads can do for almost every stage? Like if you only want to hit one stage, that's fine. Like what was important to you um, when you were really young? What was important to you in elementary? What was important to you in high school? Like oh, what man. dads want to know, like they want yeah. to know, like, 
Like what, like what does my daughter think and, and how do I get to know that? And what, 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 how do I spend time with her? And, and yeah, f- focus on that. Like talk about our experience and what you learn. And you would say, this is what I'm hoping Jacob does. This is what I'm hoping Sean does. This is what I'm hoping so forth. Right. I think Rihanna, yeah. What you got? So basics, if you're, if you're an infant, and your dad, like with an infant, change the diapers. Like, do something to take part. That's good in advice. It. Like, just if mm-hmm. if what they if what you can't do is feed them because maybe the mother's breastfeeding or bottle feeding, then do what you can do while you can do it because it starts you down the road of taking ownership for taking care of them in the same way that Raya was saying of like, I want you to pursue getting to know me. Well, it's going to feel really foreign getting to know your child if you've let the other partner take care of their major needs until they were older when you feel like you can fit in finally because it's going to feel like, wait, you've known them for their whole life longer than I have. I just know the basics. So that's one. But in another one that came into me was when they're teenagers, um, take them places, Mm. not just by yourself, not just with their friends, but then for their friends, like you be the one to offer to drive them places as long as it's, you know, like daddy daughter dates, daddy daughter dates. My dad did that with us growing up all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, He would take us out every once in a while, mostly for breakfast. Maybe that's why I love breakfast food for every meal, but I loved whenever he would just take us out and let us hang out and play. And he wasn't always there to like sit and hang out with us. Like, Sometimes he would take us just to be the one to take us to go play places um, and just have the freedom to know, like, maybe my not just my mom takes me to the fun places, not just my my friends or my grandmas or my grandpas take me to the fun places, but my dad takes me places. So I remember as a teenager, you would drop me off at places where my friends were hanging out and not always my mom, um, even though I know in some socioeconomic cases the dad is the one working and the mom's the one that's available but when dad was available and he did take me it was kind of like exciting of like oh like he's dropping me off at my friend's house he's gonna like meet my friends he's the one driving us to and fro and maybe my friends we have to go somewhere else and they all get to ride in our car like I felt really cool packing everybody in the back of the red truck (laughs) my dad would put us in the bed of his truck and drive down the neighborhood to the lake just with our friends to hang out but it was kind of fun of like wow like my dad's the one involved with this friend group like not just my mom but both parents but are. it would freak me out when mom wasn't there and like y'all were at dance and i had to provide food in between remember i just brought oh my goodness a yeah. pot of macaroni in the car like, literally like the, the whole, whole pot, pot. The he, pot he opened the up the back the trunk and there was <laughs> just a pot of mac and cheese and, and ranch. ranch style beans <laughs> yeah. and he was like dig in yeah. <laughs> mom usually I brought us like food. But like, th- I have that memory because yeah. you went out of your way involved. to do it. You and we're trying to do your involved. hair. Oh, I could yeah. not do y'all's hair all that well. You like, know, maybe that one thing dad could good- do that I always was really excited when dad would do it is when he took us shopping. Oh, like I yeah, love it when mom, I love it, it when mama takes us shopping, but we know we're heading straight for the sales. Mom section. is like the positive. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, you know what I'm bro. saying? But when dad takes us shopping, it's like yeah. no, nah, no. Like we we are gonna have style here, and I think that that was like another thing just underneath, like yeah, every stage of life is that you are seriously pursuing the best for your kid. Yeah, right. whatever that is, just letting them know that you know what you are gonna have clothes that are stylish or on trend to the best of my knowledge. You know what we are gonna listen like. Like we're going to listen to music together and we're going to yeah. enjoy this. We're going to go to movies together and we're going to enjoy that stage. Or if they are involved in a sport, like being their biggest champion. I think the thing that was the most fun for me, 
no matter how old your kiddo is, is consistent, genuine praise. Uh, yeah, like, you know how like uh, we'd come down the stairs in the morning looking like we just woke up and dad would be like, here she comes, Miss America. She's the prettiest girl in the world. My friend, like, okay. Whatever yeah. sleepiness was still in my eyes was like, it's coming off. Here yeah. comes a song. I get to, I get to get in here. Yeah, I agree. He you was, know what I it mean? It was consistent yeah. praise, not just like the you're doing great, cool. Yes. yes, that looks amazing. Or like I know this is a classic joke, but like maybe the husband not knowing anything he got the kids for Christmas because the mom did all the shopping. Like sometimes you can't help it, but I always loved it when Dad also was excited for us for Christmas gifts because yeah. he knew what was happening, and he was like, "You're gonna love this because I saw that you needed this, or I saw that you've wanted this, or you've been waiting so long." Especially and it was like, the plastic ponies. Oh, oh my gosh! No, no. that's another brand. story. <laughs> we knew it. We could sniff out the. Off Sorry, brand. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, it's yeah. okay. No, it's just yeah. building off that idea of just consistent but genuine praise, yeah. and it, and more for than just. Oh, great job on getting a good grade in school. Yeah. And or, equal praise and concern. Yes. I feel like. Yeah. So just kind of like underscoring involvement. Words. You know, like involvement in general is not just something I noticed from you growing up, but other dads that were like involved. And it's so weird to find the line between like involve and like micromanage of like, who you texting? And you're like, uh, I don't know. You know, <laughs> yeah. you know, but yeah. I can like remember like driving to school and vividly remember like you being like, all right, is this certain chicky going to be that? Like you knew the names of the girls that were mean. You knew the names of the girls getting invited to the birthday party. Like you just were involved. Like you, you understood and you were literate in what I was going through and you were both concerned and excited, but you weren't so in a way to where it was like, like you enjoyed it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, but you were just concerned for, yeah, for my and behalf. And know? let's be fair. Like 10 minutes after I met him, I forgot their name and I was calling him something else. I know that right? is true. Well, <laughs> that so is true. true. Dad no. referred to all our friends as nicknames, not because he made them up for fun, but because he could not remember <laughs> their real yeah. names. He was but, like, wait, who's that? I was like, uh, he was like, that's right. the girl with the purple backpack that did this, this, this. And you're like, yes. Okay. We'll name her by that. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. That was so much fun. I absolutely love being a girl dad. Like, that's why I titled it the American Girl Dad. And y'all, you're going to hear from Raina later on um, in a podcast coming up where, she, you know, I'm going to invite her on, just let her speak to to wives, let her speak to moms. Y'all need to hear her voice. Because honestly, and y'all know this, uh, only by the grace of God uh, are y'all are y'all here. And it's in large yeah. part to Raina. Raina is just the absolute best. Because early on, you know, I was the Marine dad. I think that, you know, there's times like, come on, let's do this. <laughs> and I'm learning how to be a dad and how to get in tune with you emotions, but your mom softened a lot of me and was there. But yeah, you, well, Raina is the grace in the family, mm -hmm. 100%. Uh, but we, I love guys hearing from you of what girls need. So let's just start wrapping this up, right? Um, so part two of that is we were asking like, what, what does a girl need? Like, what is she looking for in a dad? Now that you're married, engaged, and so forth, talk about what are you looking? I know you've mentioned some of that, but what are you looking? Now, I'm going to narrow the question mm -hmm. because this is what we're trying to build on Front Sight Men. What does a godly man look like? Okay. So right now is being married, right? We've heard Rihanna um, engaged. Um, Raya, of course, I mean, you know, you and Jordan are just awesome together. And Lord willing, that relationship's going to work out because the Lord has brought, as I told these guys, 
I am so blessed. Or like, you know, are you sad you don't have boys? I was never sad I didn't have boys. Not once did I ever regret. Mm -hmm. Like never, never once did I ever regret that. That was never a thought in my head. But the Lord has given me three awesome future son-in-laws. One Mm -hmm. son-in-law, right, obviously, and one to be son-in-law. He's... Is there such thing as a fiance son-in-law? No, that's kind of weird, but whatever, <laughs> right? And so my point is like these boys that have are in your lives are treating you so well, developing you so well, love you so well. I am I am absolutely blown away. So let's finish this um, from from hearing from you now that you're no longer little girls. Um, well, you still are to me, but you're no longer little girls. What in your eyes does a godly man look like? Ooh, loaded question, huh? That is a loaded question. I feel like he would seek God and worship God out of leisure, not out of force. Mm. I'm having to go to church. Like the ones that make it seem like they're told to or they're doing it because it's like morally good or obligated to or just like, well, it's just what we're supposed to do, like that kind of stuff. I'm like, if you don't love God out of leisure and it's out of force, how are you going to love me? Is it going to be just doing the things that you think you're supposed to do? Or is it actually going to be from the heart acting out of love because you choose to love me? And it's it's out of a desire and a wow. want to. Yeah. So I remember so whenever I was looking to whom I was going to date, um, it was like already crossed off the list if they were not at that standard where they felt like I mm, mm, I would mm. never want to be the spiritual leader in that relationship in the sense of like a spiritual mom of wow. having to tell them, are you going to come to church today? You should serve and do this. Have you read your Bible? Have you done your devotional? I can just trust and rest in the fact that Jean is pursuing the Lord outside of me even having to ask him because I can tell in the way that he treats me that no one would be able to treat me in that way if they were not acting out of the fruit wow. of the spirit. So that must mean he is actually pursuing the Lord whenever I'm not there. Mm -hmm. And that is a comfort to me because if God's the one talking to him, then I don't have to worry as a future wife one day to nag him to do things of anything. Because I know that if he is in tune with the Lord, God is going to be the one to convict him. And all I have to do is rest knowing that I'm being taken care of in all of those things. Yeah, good, good, good. Randy? I would say... um, as a as first as a wife, um, thinking about what does it look like whenever I see Jacob being the most godly, like whenever he is looking the most like Jesus, I think I've ever seen him. And for me, it's just the quiet, servant-hearted nature of knowing that my needs are taken care of spiritually. Um, because the truth is, like in many ways, I'm like I will be in the word digging in. You know what I mean? I will be like listening to the worship music, the podcast by spiritual practice. It would look like on the outside, oh, really super spiritual. But right, really, right. at the end of the day, when it comes down to it, when you're in the hot water of the decision, the stress of the day, Jacob is the one who is living like Jesus, serving others, serving me, serving our son, and then in conversation, drawing it back to Jesus. If it is in your words and if it's in your vocabulary, that means it's on your heart and on your mind. Great point. And so like for me, I think that was the biggest thing is so like it's I don't get so upset whenever I'm not seeing Jacob like, oh, he wasn't in his Bible study for 45 minutes this morning. Yeah. But it's like, no, instead he was loving me like Jesus would even in circumstances where he didn't have to, or there was no obligation. Right. Yeah. That's good. Absolutely. And mine's kind of going off that, you know, it's, but it's more broad than that. Like when I think of what is a godly man, it's someone that genuinely cares 
about the spiritual state of the people around them. True. Right. Not just people as in their family, like people. Like, oh, that's true. And that could mean a, a ministry. That could mean workplace. That could mean like you're in tune and you're in step with the spirit and and you're looking out for the people around you. Because the thing about masculinity in general is masculinity mm. is much more like broad and it is yeah. much more, you know, like masculinity differ, differs from femininity in that they're very careful to protect and be attentive of their surroundings and in that spiritually attentive to their surroundings. So it's people that care about other people. It's, it's guys that have discernment and morals and aren't afraid to say no. Cause I've wow. met a lot of like godly guys, but they still compromised so much when they were around their friends. Wow, they compromised point. so much when they were at school, you know? And so it's that it's the guts to be holy and it's the guts to say, no, I'm not going to do that. No, I'm not going to use that kind of language. I'm not going to joke about these kind of things. I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to, yeah. you know? So I think it's just the, and I would it's say the guts to say no. Absolutely. Yeah. And just to build on that real quick, it's this concept that they, they will stick an arm out for a brother. Yep. Like uh, the difference between a godly guy and a good guy is a godly guy goes to work and then he expects not only his work to be done well, but the people to also be better whenever he leaves. Yeah. Wow. It, Another great point. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like uh -huh. instead of just going to work to get the project done, to get the bottom line in order to meet the needs, but instead are the people you're working with better because you're there. Yeah. Wow. Like I think yeah. that is a huge mark of a good godly guy versus a good one. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's awesome. Have y'all um, have y'all just absolutely enjoyed life? Like I, I've enjoyed being an American Girl Dad. <laughs> yes, right? I've loved it's it. Sweet. Right? I mean, I think we've had such an awesome time as dads and daughters, just having such a good time. And and little Miss Rain is sitting right beside me. We, she doesn't have all the equipment on, but I'm just gonna let her just say hi. You have to hear her sweet voice. Just say hi. Hi, mama. She's coming on and we want her to, you, you guys to hear her voice as well. Well, let, let me just wrap this up, right? And so here's what we've learned. I, I You guys have done an incredible job. Girls have done an incredible job. Thank you all so <laughs> much for sharing. You know, protection. And like Raya said, you know, taking the time to know me so I know how to know myself. Um, just all the, the points that, that Rayleigh was making of what she's looking for in a godly man and what she's learned from, of course, you know, growing up with me, if you will, and now with Jacob and then raising a son and what that looks like. This has been so valuable because I get a lot of I get a lot of dads that are afraid to raise girls. And to me, I've watched some some, some dads raise boys and I'm like, oh man, girls were a thousand times easier. <laughs> uh, I don't know why, but y'all honestly, in a lot of respects, were very, very easy to raise. Well, y'all absolutely were. It has just been a joy. Um, to have tea parties with you and dress oh up like a ballerina goodness. and a prince or Dance whatever. Even though I didn't, it was supposed to be a prince, but I think I looked more like Alexander the Great. What or, happened? No, you were a matador. You were a matador. A matador. <laughs> You tried to rent a prince uh, costume and you ended up showing up to the party as a matador instead. Yeah. Wow. I mean, Epic. it worked. That was the close. pants, the shirt, you know? It was close. It worked. You I'm were sure present. There's Typical a Pixar dub. movie about that one day. Love your daughters. Seek to understand them. Spend time with them, demonstrate godly success, and and even demonstrate biblical failure. Like if you make mistakes, admit yes. that and and demonstrate that. Yep. You're gonna learn. You're you know, listen. Having having girls, having boys, they're all gonna have emotions that are they're gonna be learning. You're gonna be struggling to learn with them at times. I've not always been a perfect dad. Nowhere even near it. Only by the grace of God are these girls where they are, and we truly mean that. They are they were covered in prayer before they were ever given birth to. They were covered in 
in prayer. While they were uh, in Raina's little belly, they were covered in prayer every day and only by the grace of God. And let me just encourage you, Dad, right now. You can be a godly dad to your daughter. You may not feel like it. You may say, well, she's 16 right now, and I feel like I've lost 15 years. That doesn't matter. She just wants you to start today. Start today. You may have a newborn right now, and you're absolutely overwhelmed. Like, what do I do with a girl? Just love her, love her, love her, hold her, sing to her, be silly with her, be serious with her, comfort her, encourage her, spend so much time with her. You can absolutely do this. Even if you feel like a failure, it doesn't matter. They are so forgivable and and forgiving, if you will. Yeah. It doesn't matter. You just start tomorrow right over. Just love on those kiddos and just wrap them around your heart and they will wrap around your own heart as well. Love those girls that God has placed in your life. Well, let's end this thing like we always do right now. And remember, we are trying to build godly men that are faithful, fearless, and focused. And so you guys can do this. Like we say all the time, front sight, right? Already ready on the right. Ready on the left, already on the firing line. Dial in biblical manhood. We're believing in you. Go home and love on your wife. And that's a good way to love on your girls. Make it happen. God bless you with girls. Bye. 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 See you soon. (laughs) 